Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about Draft and PlayDraft.com. Uh, don't forget, we have a promo code, guys. If you haven't signed up yet, use promo code EATSLEEPFANTASY and you get a $3 free entry. And then uh, you also make sure you follow me, Brito, and Armando uh, to so we can invite you to play some games. Uh, basically, it's like traditional DFS if you don't know anything about it, but you get to do a snake draft every single time and the drafts will last like three or five minutes quick picks and usually like three or five team um, drafts you know you can go all the way up to I think to 10 team drafts depending on uh, what's going on but I challenged a couple of you to Monday night football games I think it was like a combo between Monday night and Thursday night game so this upcoming Thursday and uh, Armando I kind of uh, stunk it up Uh, as you do well, the dra- I'm pretty good. Like the last couple of weeks, I've done pretty well. But I mean, you know, granted, the teams that we're playing in Detroit, uh, we have Detroit and there's New a, York Giants, yeah, and then we had San- there now. <laughs> no, and then Thursday, San Francisco and the Rams. Yeah. So it's like you know you're stuck with some pretty crappy quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But uh, I stunk it up all around. I was stuck with Eli Manning. Even if I had Matthew Stafford in the league, I still had like Paul Perkins and Golden Tate, which didn't do anything. So it was it was sad to watch Golden Tate. Yeah, yeah. 10 um, game, Jesus. Yeah, so I stunk it up this week. So if you played me, you probably won a couple bucks. But again, don't forget, guys, uh, it might be just for a limited time, this draft, uh, this promo code. So don't forget, go to either playdraft.com slash fantasy, or just find it on your um, on your phone, on your smartphone, and just look in your app store for uh, draft, the draft app, and use our promo code EATSLEEPFANTASY. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. I'm your host, forever and always, Armando Crespo. And with me, as sometimes, is Mr. Dale DeMont. What's up? Uh, you, you're getting better and better at these uh, ho- your hosting skills. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm here helping you out. So uh, let's, let's do a good show today. Yeah, let's just phase Burrito out little by little. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think he listened yesterday because he didn't comment on anything. No, no, um, no. He doesn't. I, well, I think he does sometimes, but I think he's been so busy with real life stuff, he doesn't have time to worry about fantasy at the moment. But uh, I'm sure he'll be back probably tomorrow. I'm think. Yeah, I think he will be back tomorrow. So. No, no, no. Tomor- tomorrow's my day. I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Well, are you taking Are you taking Wednesday off then? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. That's what it is. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, we have a great show for you guys today. We are going over some buy low, sell high. Armando and I, I think we're going to have a pretty good discussion here, um, who we're going to be selling and who we're buying this week. And uh, for the rest of the season, you know, just kind of getting an outlook, we're going to give you some good uh, matchup, um, matchup suggestions, you know, rest of the season schedule type stuff. So I think this is going to be pretty interesting. We have tons of prep here, tons of notes to go over. Um, if you guys are listening for the first time, we appreciate you listening to us. Uh, this is a podcast for fantasy football. <laughs> uh, we go off the hinge a little bit every once in a while. Uh, but I, our listeners, I think we have a pretty good balance of bullshit and 
uh, fantasy and fantasy stats. I hope we have a good balance of it. Sometimes it's a little too much bullshit. If you haven't noticed, we do curse, hence the explicit lyrics on our page on iTunes and all that stuff. So please don't. I was told I can't say. I was told I can't say fuck anymore. So I'm gonna stop oh, saying. Fuck. Only when Brito's on. You Brito. Oh really? Yeah, Brito's calmed down on the cursing. I haven't. Yeah, Brito. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. But um. Anyways. We, uh, yeah, so don't give us a bad review for cursing. We apologize if you have kids in the car and, uh, now their minds are ruined, ruined. forever. Yeah. Yeah. We yep. just re ruined your kids' lives. Uh, <laughs> something you're proud of, actually. You know, these two minutes of us saying the F word <laughs> eat, sleep, fantasy. It will ruin your kids' lives. <laughs> I think that's something you're proud of. Yeah. I'm not, I have nothing wrong with that. That's great. Uh, before we get started, I do want to mention one thing really quick. Uh, and I mentioned this on Twitter, and I wanted to get your opinions, Armando, your opinion. Um, since opinions. we started this podcast, I have become a different critic of uh, podcasts in general, but mostly fantasy football podcasts, fantasy football bloggers. Um, I and I because we do have a lot of friends in the industry now, and I don't want to step on any toes, but I do want to say that for me personally, this is just how I feel. If you have a fantasy football blog or you're trying to make it in the fantasy football world and you have ads like every paragraph in between your say like say you have a waiver wire article don't put ads in between every single person and then make people accidentally click those ads that is like the worst form of any kind of ad revenue that you can get for me it discredits what you're trying to build within your blog within your writing and especially in are you following me? Who here? are you talking? Like, yeah, can you give me an example? Uh, well, I don't. I'm not going to call it any names, but I mean, I, you know, whisper, I, whisper it, whisper it. They won't hear you. Whisper it. Uh, actually, I really don't. I don't remember his name, but I was going through Twitter, and I was like, well, oh, "We know it's a he." Well, it could be a that, she. Actually, that, that narrows it down. The 95 percent. Take that five percent. But you know, I was just scrolling through. And I say, like, "Oh, that that you know seems like a good could be a good read." I don't know. It was like a player profile or something, and I was clicking through it, and it was like. Jesus, there was like ad after ad and it wasn't like target. It wasn't specific ads. It wasn't like the difference between what we do in our podcast and what you see with these meaningless ads on blogs is our podcast. A lot of the times our partners are people that are going to give you value, right? So, you know, we have, you know, draft as a, a sponsor and a partner on our podcast. I truly believe that they give you value, right? I guess. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I don't know how much our listeners care about this. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I'm just kind of going on rant. I'm sorry. I Sometimes I use a podcast just to kind of vent because my wife does not want to hear me talk about fantasy football any more than I already do. So you guys are kind of like my uh, you guys are kind of like my therapist. You're like your girl on the side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm, what I'm saying is if you're an aspiring writer or podcaster or blogger or whatever, you don't need to get the five cents a click. I mean, what are you doing? You're making a dollar uh, a month or whatever it is, a dollar a week, $5 a week. Jesus. <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, I think it's like a couple cents a click for a lot of this stuff, like the AdSense. It's, it's not worth it to your readers. Like, provide them value. Give them a real advertise. You know, if you're going to advertise, give them something that they can use. Provide them value. And that's what we try to do here. We want to just give you as much value as possible. Yeah, that's great. Okay, we can move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's Okay. Um, so let's just go over some news really quick. Uh, there's a little bit of news that got put out this week. Um, 
Greg Olson is officially going on IR, so he is going to be out for six weeks and can return to practice after that, but cannot play until eight weeks. So I guess if you have an IR spot, Adam, there, do you hold on to him, Dale, moving forward, or are you dropping in most formats? One second. I'm sorry. What the fuck is going on here? That, that was a great, great intro. Greg Olson. No, hold, I do not know what is happening. Uh, some I had a tab open that was playing really loud music. <laughs> that see, and that's what the ads do. Anyways, okay. Uh, what did you just ask? <laughs> what did you just ask? And I'll I'll go ahead and answer it. I'll cut all um, this out. Greg Olson. Greg Olson is going to be on IR. Um, he's going to. That means he's going to be out for eight weeks. He can return to practice after six. Um, are you holding on to him or dropping him? I guess if you have an IR spot in your league, you hold on to him. But besides that, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I am. I'll uh, I'll drop him. I mean, this Carolina offense hasn't impressed me at all. So and I don't think we're losing anything these next couple of weeks from Greg Olson. I said it from the beginning. When I draft, I punt on tight ends. I don't take a tight end early because of this. Look at all these injuries. I mean, this is a very physical position, and you see injuries in this position year after year after year, especially with the top guys. I mean, Gronk has been but not injured. from Greg Olson. Greg Olson hasn't missed a game since what 2013. Yeah, he's he, okay. I'll give it to him. He's reliable, but. Again, he's not worth – he wasn't worth no, the draft pick that he was, regardless. I 100% agree with you. Jack Doyle is just fine if you can get him as a waiver wire pickup. This year, even, this year yeah, I'm almost sure. positive, and it's I haven't – I wasn't set out to do this, but I am definitely streaming tight ends this year in a lot of my leagues. I have, so you're streaming tight ends, you're streaming quarterbacks, you're streaming defenses, yeah. and you're streaming kickers. Uh, I'm uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess I am. You're exactly right. There's nothing wrong with it because the value. No, no, you're absolutely right. The value is there. I mean, to to stream a uh, tight end. I mean, I don't mind picking up Cameron Bray or you know Jack Doyle's on there. Jesse James, Austin Hooper, all these guys are going to be streamable unless you're in a crazy I, I, league where everybody yeah. has two tight ends. Which I don't know if I feel like. I don't feel like tight ends are as streamable as you're making them out to be. I mean, there are good tight ends that show up throughout the season, like Jack Doyle, like Zach Miller. Um, like Evan Ingram, um, but I don't know if they're streamable as much as they might, as much as a defense or a quarterback might be. I think tight ends are a little harder to come by. Okay, look, let's, I'll tell you my league of record right now uh, in, in the league that me and you and Christian are in. Right now on the waiver wire, Austin Hooper, Jesse James, Jack Doyle, Virgil Green, Ben yeah. Ben Watson, Antonio Gates, Zach Miller. All those guys are available right now. Right. I mean, it is a five. Okay, just so people know, it is a, team, it is a keeper league and... It is a five bench, te- right? The bench, five bench. The bench is a little no one's going. Sure. No one's going to hold two tight ends right. in a five bench team. Sure, league. sure, sure. Um, but yeah, there are options. I mean, CJ Fedorovic would be if he was healthy would be available as well. So yeah, you're absolutely right. There are good. There are good tight ends in most formats. Jack Doyle is still available in a 14 team league that I'm in. I just lost Jimmy Graham, or I'm giving up on Jimmy Graham yeah. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'd rather have Jack Doyle anyways at this point. Right, right. What other news you got? Um, there is news coming out that Thomas Rawls is going to get an increase in workload, which is kind of what we talked about yesterday. You can expect it to go down for Chris Carson. Um, what do you th- What are you thinking about that? I mean, the guy had what? He had four carries last week. Okay, increased workload. Yeah, you can almost bet that the backup, the change of pace back or whatever you want to call him, the backup, yeah, more than four carries is very possible. Most backup running backs get more than four carries. I mean, is this news? Mm-hmm. It's not crazy. I don't think it's crazy, but I do feel like they're going to go more to a 60-40 split, maybe even a 
60-30-10 split with CJ Procise playing in there as a you know the third down back? Right. I don't believe it. I I think Chris Carson's going still going to continue. We talked about this yesterday. 15-20 carries. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the higher end of that. If you already oh okay we're gonna before we get to sell high, Chris Carson is gonna come up in this in that topic. So I'm gonna say right now, I think Chris Carson is a sell high at this point. I think there's just too many running backs back there for him to be. I think his value is at an all-time high. Uh, the more he plays, I think it, the more he's good, his value is going to go down. And I will tell you exactly so, why. It's not because of him. It's because of the offensive line. line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. His hype, no, everybody's like, ooh, he's going to be a number one running back. He's going to be the number one running back for a team that can't run the ball. Um, yeah. I'm not worried. He's going to need to get the Someone's going to need to get the ball 20 times to be valuable. And sure, he got it that game against the San Francisco 49ers, and they were, it was a 6-9 six, six, game. You know, it's... That's not going to be the format usually. I don't see him being anything more than a flex, you know, as the season progresses. So sell him now. People are like, holy shit, let me get Chris Carson, the next Marshawn Lynch. Right, exactly. Get, get rid of him. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, I don't know what else to talk about. Ebron. Oh, I guess we could talk about the Lions and Giants game. Yeah, it's old news. It was, yeah, I guess the Giants look terrible. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you, uh, what do you? Okay, let's uh, let's dig a little deeper. Uh, sure. Odell Beckham, I, he's not a hundred percent yet. He said it what he wasn't. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be a hundred percent for a while. At least that's what the rumors are that he still has a little ways to go. He's going to play. Uh, are you trading him if you have him? Look, Odell Beckham falls into every other wide receiver one so far this season besides Julio Jones and Antonio Brown because. AJ Green, Hopkins, Odell Beckham, um, Michael Thomas have all been a terrible. Like, I can continue going down the list. Right. Keenan Allen has actually been amazing. And we everyone had him ranked outside the top 12. I had him top eight. But, you know, most wide receiver ones besides the top two have been atrocious. And you, I mean, you would do the same thing you do with all of them. I think you just hang tight. Yeah. Especially this early in the season. They're, they are elite talent. And I don't see it happening for all of them to be that bad the entire season. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all the news. By the way, we get all our news. Armando's reading his news from Player Line app. If you haven't checked that out, this is another value that we're providing you guys. Download the app. It's definitely worth it. You get up-to-date news. You get it pretty much before um, before everybody else does. It just aggregates all the information all into one app from all different sources. So check it out. All right, let's get right into this sell high, buy low Buy low, sell high, however you want to say it. Do you want to add at the end of this like a dump? Like it's time to dump Brandon Marshall type thing? Or are oh, yeah, we... yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Okay. I just added this at the in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I just <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But I think it's time to dump Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, it's it's early, man. Quit overreacting. It's not an overreaction deal. He has 20 yards in two games. The offense looks terrible. He's been on the field. Everyone expected him to be the wide receiver two or wide receiver one while Debeckon's been out, and he has done nothing. Sterling Shepard has stepped up to an extent as much as he could, but they look – he looks horrible. Everyone looks horrible on that offense. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except, yeah, Evan Ingram. Yeah. That sucks. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. You, you were high on him. I, I, I just look up everyone you, you were high on. I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, you want okay? We talk about everybody I'm high on. Do you want to talk about C.J. Anderson? Because I was really high on him. How's that working? Yeah, out? I guess that's. I guess that's our. Let's go. Yeah, let's go right into it, Dale. Let's start with <laughs> start with running backs. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about selling high. Are we selling high if we 
trade CJ Anderson or, or are you expecting him to be this top 12? Look, he's right now he's at four. He's ranked fourth among running backs. I'm not sure if he's top four rest of the season. Actually, I'm no, he's not. There's too many. There's too much talent there. Is he top 12, top 10, top 12 for you going the rest of the way? Look, you can't predict injury, but you can look at the past. And like I said, before, like I've brought this up to Dale in the past, CJ Anderson since 2013 has only had a 600 yard games. And it's not like he hasn't had the opportunity to be the guy, you know, like he's shown flashes. Sure. He's fresh. It's pre it's preseason just ended. The season just started. He looks great. I don't see him continuing being in the top 12 personally. I mean, I do think he's a sell high. If you are using him as your flex play, you hold on to him. You know what I mean? Because he was drafted in that position. Right. I mean, look, if he's if he's your RB2, I think you sell him and try and get someone that, you know, has more value and can be more usable to you. Listen, go ahead. Uh, CJ Anderson. OK, I understand he was injured last year, but before that, he played 15 games. And before that, he played 14 all throughout his entire career. He's had over four and a half yards per carry with the exception of last year when he got injured. He had 4.7 yards per carry in 2015 and 4.7 yards in 2014. He had eight touchdowns in 2014 and five in 2015. He's a good pass catcher that the Broncos really don't... I understand they have Jamal Charles. I am reluctant to think that Jamal Charles would even come close to taking his spot over if C.J. Anderson stays healthy. The the Broncos are hinging on their defense. Uh, Trevor Simeon is playing, you know, don't lose the game type football, which is completely perfect for that team. And CJ Anderson is going to be the control the clock type of guy. And they're going to continue giving him, you know, 20 carries a game. He has 40 car- 45 carries already through the first two games. I'm expecting it to be around 20, ca- 20 carries per game, maybe even more if they're up and just to control the clock. 200 yards through two games over f- almost four and a half yards a carry. And, you know, he didn't score in week one, but, you know, okay. After last after last game, he had two touchdowns. I understand. I guess technically it's a sell high if you sell him because he had a great game. I don't know how many times he's going to eclipse that mark. But uh, I like I do, him I do th- a lot the rest of the season. I do agree with you. He's been great. If you, He's a perfect guy you should handcuff because he does not have a clean history, Bill. Um, but I think the ideal thing for you to do with C.J. Anderson, if you do go on him, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is you kind of like maybe package him with a somebody else that's kind of a sell high, like maybe a JJ Nelson, and you buy yourself an Ezekiel Elliott, someone who might be panicking on someone like that, or you know, a couple CJ Anderson with you know what's another wide receiver, let's say Tyrell Williams or something like that, and you're trying to get yourself a buy low on Odell Beckham or buy low on like I think that's what you could do with CJ Anderson. Would you maybe package? Over. Would you sell? Would you sell CJ Anderson for uh, Odell Beckham? If I own Odell Beckham, no. If you own C.J. Well, Anderson, yes, then you I would do that. Yes, and if I need that, would that be a no-brainer? I don't how think many, how, Odell Beckham owner would. Do how that many though. weeks are how many weeks are you willing to lose that position though? Because Odell Beckham is not going to be himself for the next. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know, but say the next three games, he's not himself, and this Giants offense is horrible right now. So you're going to pretty much get nothing out of him for the next three weeks. Are you okay with watching C.J. Anderson explode for? 100 carries and two touchdowns a game uh, for the next three weeks while Odell Beckham I, I mean, gets five I, points a game. I don't, I, he's playing Buffalo this week, so I don't think that's going to happen. Buffalo has been one of the top five defenses in the NFL. Uh, and then he goes into Oakland, which is going to be, okay, it's a good matchup, but then he has his buy. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. I think it's time. If, it's a good time to sell on C.J. Anderson because he's going to have a bad game against Buffalo. You can guarantee that. 
Um, he's going to have an okay game against Oakland. Then he's unusable on his bye week. Then he goes against the Giants and then the Chargers. And then the Chiefs all have good defenses. Look, Buffalo. So, Buffalo's so, having a trouble scoring to begin with. You think Buffalo is going to play the Broncos and be of a, you know, say even they get a field goal. Zero you smell that, Dale? <laughs> smell an eat bet. I will bet you any. I am very high on C.J. Anderson. What's, what's your uh, – Buff, uh, Denver Broncos on the road in Buffalo. What's your bet? Uh, C.J. Anderson is top uh, top 15 this week. No, that's not – that's not – that might take – Top 12. That's, that's top 12. Top 10. Okay. That's a bet. Okay. Easy. I'm, I'm confident with that. I would rather have top 12, but that's fine. I know. I pushed it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to take it. Yeah. I'm um, a gambling yeah. man. Do you agree with that though? Would you try and package? Um, would you would you package C.J. Anderson with another person to try and get an elite talent? Like maybe even Todd Gurley. I know we're going to talk about Todd Gurley in a second, or or Melvin Gordon. I I got those offers as well, like C.J. Anderson and someone mediocre for a Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would take Melvin Gordon because I know what he can do. But I I truly believe every year there's that mid round guy that's going to break into the top ten. Yep. And I think that's it's, what I this, preach, yeah. this year is going to be C.J. Anderson. Yeah, I agree. If you can handcuff him, I think out of everyone we're about to talk about, I think he is the guy you need to handcuff. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not going to trade him, handcuff him. I know because whoever whoever's the running back over there is going to be a top twelve running back. Right, right. Uh, C.J. Anderson or Todd Montgomery rush this season? Uh, if health is in a factor, C.J. Anderson. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I, I like I like Todd Montgomery a lot, but. That offense doesn't look good over well, there in Green Bay. And I, Tom Montgomery, but, again, when we're talking about these mid-round guys, Tom Montgomery's another one. Yeah, I got, I think I, maybe, I think I'm in 10 leagues, 10 or 11 leagues. I think in eight of them, I have C.J. Anderson and Tom Montgomery just because they were falling in that four to five round range, and they were just available yep. every time. And so I think both of those guys are going to be, at the end of the season, they're going to be those mid-round guys that are really going to pay off for a lot of people. So if, if you got yeah. Melvin Gordon and stacked up on wide receivers and took somebody like C.J. Anderson and Ty Montgomery a little bit, a couple rounds later, you're looking good. Um, I guess we'll talk about Ty Montgomery. He's the next guy. He's a buy, sell high or buy low. I think you're holding on to Ty Montgomery personally. Yep. Um, he had a mediocre game week two, so I don't know how high his value is, but he's going to continue to get the work and probably consistently get nine to ten points every week at least. Yeah, at least. He's a, he's a very solid flex play the rest of the way. I know there's Ty Montgomery lovers out there who think he's the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, he's just interesting as shit. Like to, to convert to being a running back from a wide receiver. Yeah, and the fa- I think that's awesome. The fact that he wears number eighty-eight is awesome too. But uh, yeah, he the skate that his schedule isn't favorable, which kind of sucks. Uh, but with Aaron Rodgers, you know, just like you know, just like players on New England, it, their schedule really doesn't matter. They're going to light it up, even with bad matchups. They're still going to you know, and, unless you're playing Atlanta for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but look how look how good he did still there. I mean. Yeah. Um, the next guy up is Todd Gurley has shown signs of life after a abysmal last season. Is he a buy low or sell high? What are we doing with him? Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not selling. I mean, if you were going to sell, it's selling high because he's the second best running back right now in, in fantasy. Um, no, I really like Gurley and I'm, I'm holding on to him. Actually, the, the Gurley has the let's see, one, two, three, four, fifth most attempts so far through the first two games as far as running backs. This is where Gurley, players like Gurley and like Gordon, with a little bit lower yards per carry, you worry about that, but as long as their attempts are up and stay up, you have nothing to worry about. And Gurley is one of them. 
his his attempts are higher than ninety uh, percent in the league. So you're good holding on to him as long as his attempts yeah. stay there. He does have a a mediocre schedule coming up. I'm not a big fan of it. He does play Seattle Week 15. I know we're really far from that, right. but that's just something to keep track of if you are not a Todd Gurley believer. Right, right, right. Uh, last one of the running backs I wanted to talk about, Armando, was uh, Devonta Freeman. Boy, wait, you're not going to do Devonta Freeman is whatever Devonta Freeman is. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's done very well so far this season. Played a great game last season. Uh, last played a great game last week. He has a kind of a middle of the road schedule. I'm holding on to him. I'm not selling him at all. But if you are, you're selling him high, and you better get somebody like C.J. Anderson for him. You're not. You're not. I mean, Freeman is. You're not going to be able to trade Freeman. You're, only fair trade to be like a Gordon yeah, or right, a Gurley right. yeah. or something like that. And you're not. I don't think you should do that. Just hold on to Freeman. You're going to end up giving it too much. Right. Too much. Right. For him. I, yeah. I would. If I had Freeman, I would even be reluctant to get Gurley in exchange. Maybe Gurley and something else, but. Freeman, yeah, he's, I, that offense is going to be reliable. He's a top five talent throughout the season. Agreed. Doesn't matter the matchup. Agreed. So some um, some some of the uh, buy lows. Are you going after Isaiah Crowell right now? He's the thirtieth best running back in the league. He has another middle of the road schedule. The Browns do uh, against four running backs. So are you uh, are you buying into Crowell? Are you playing him with confidence? What are you doing here? I'm, no, I'm benching his ass, and I'm going to try and buy him. I do. He's going to get the work, and that's what's interesting about him. And he has Kaiser back there, who is a mobile quarterback, and it will give him chances as he progresses. Um, and they have a decent O line. I think it's just a matter of time before he starts to produce with that amount of workload that he's getting. I really do feel like he's a buy low. Would would you? Who's more of a buy low, Crowell or Murray right now? Oh, well, I don't even think you should buy Marco Murray at this point. Yeah, yeah. he's like in the uh, five dollar discount bin with all the other shitty DVDs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the injury, and he'll get the job back. So maybe he's a buy low. Um, if you can get trade him away for like Crowell for Demarco Murray, I don't even know if I would do that. I might just fall into Crowell. Yeah, I, I think I like Crowell. Just what I've seen, and Demarco Murray's job is at stake. If 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 uh, Derrick Henry plays well, Demarco Murray can lose his job if he stays out a couple games. We don't know the extent of his injury yet, do we? Uh, no, we don't. Yeah. So, um, but Duke Johnson is getting a little more work in, out there, so it's a little interesting. I'm so, I don't know. I think yeah. I, Duke Duke Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. Did I, no. Uh, yeah. No. You're exactly right. I mean, everybody said, "Oh, he's going to be a full time wide receiver." The hype was up there. And that's that's just not the case. He's he's a running back, and that's the way it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, our next guy was Demarco Moore. We kind of talked about him. His schedule's middle of the road. He's forty three right right now among running backs. And is he a buy low? Yes. Should you buy low on him? I don't know. It depends what you're giving up, really. I mean, I wouldn't give up Javorius Allen for him in in any way whatsoever. I'd hold on to Allen. Who who would you have right now? Jordan Howard or Demarco Murray? Jordan Howard. Yeah, just because of the age. <laughs> age, and I mean, I don't think Howard's going to lose his job full throttle. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I think Murray has that chance of just being yeah. a nobody. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our next guy we're going to talk about is Belil Powell. And I think there were a lot of Belil Powell believers earlier in the season, but he's been god awful. He has. He's, and he, he, he's. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say his pre pre draft hype was crazy. Everybody loved Powell being in that Jets offense that wasn't gonna do anything that should have been ran through. Uh Powell. It seems like uh Forte is still there. 
uh, and he's getting taking all the work yeah, from him, which yeah, sucks. Yeah. I have him in my SFB league, and he is killing me. Like I'm benching him for Jamal Charles, who's doing way better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't plan for. Uh, that. Are you selling? I mean, can you even sell Powell right now? As bad as the Jets are playing, and as bad as everybody, you know, the the perception of the Jets' offense and whole, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of him, anyways, just because of that. But you know what's crazy? The offense is scoring points. Like they're scoring more points than the Texans. They're scoring more points than the Cincinnati Bengals. They scored more touchdowns than both those guys. So their offense is doing stuff. They're just not winning games, yeah, and it's not right. going through below Powell. Right. So to say their to say their offense is bad, it, yeah, it's not the best in the league, but it's making it's scoring points. The, it's just not Powell scoring the points, right? Or Matt Forte, right? Right. It's who is it? Curse is it? Curse? Yes. Dude, he's <laughs> he's he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, right right yeah, now got, he is at least. Yeah, I got some stuff on him right here. I mean, he's done pretty well. Uh, both both games now. I think he's the fifth best wide receiver in the league. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to drop that on you. No, no. Actually, <laughs> I, I meant to talk about him a little bit. Uh, yeah, this season already he has what the hell? Uh, there he goes. Uh, Eleven receptions, uh, at fourteen targets, one hundred twenty-three yards. A lot of them was last game, but he does have two touchdowns that he scored both last week, week two. So. Um, I think he has half of the touchdowns the Jets have scored. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but uh, yeah, Jermaine Curse is somebody to definitely keep an eye on um, as far as that offense goes. Blob Powell doesn't look like it's going to be ran through him at all, at least not right now. If you sell yeah. him, I don't know. He's worth benching. His price, you're not going to get anything from him anyways. And you, I think he's borderline cuttable. Getting there, getting there. It's early, but it's getting there. I mean, you I mean, Matt Forte... Your your draft stock, you wasted so much draft stock on him. You have to keep him at least for a couple of weeks more. Yeah, I mean Matt Forte was already cut. I mean there wasn't a lot of draft stock behind him, and he's out. Matt Forte is out producing Powell. So yeah, okay. And we we already talked about Howard. He's a twenty seventh best running back after the horrible week two performance. A little bit of everything happened bad for him. Uh, holding on to him, I would buy low. This is the one guy that we mentioned. Uh, Crowell and I think Howard are the two big buy low candidates. I'll see what I can get for him. I mean, I'll, I'll see what I can get him for. I mean, yeah. Do you think Ezekiel Elliott is a buy low? I mean, after that Denver game and all the reports of him just giving up, it's weird. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's what, you know, most people, what have you done for me lately? And it's all going to, you know, the, the feeling from last year still was Zeke. I don't think you're going to be able to buy low on him right now. Give it a couple of weeks. Okay. Let him let him burn you. Let him burn your uh, league mate for a couple of weeks, and then buy low, maybe. Yeah, I mean, just go by his schedule. I just want to say this: he's playing the Cardinals, who have a pretty good defense, and then they play the Rams. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to buy low on him, I would wait a week because there's a chance that he's just he's going to progressively like maybe get eight, ten points in the next couple of weeks, and then you can buy low. Yeah. If people are still being a little, uh, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Well, well, no, nope. Uh, the, for, as far as running backs go, there have only been four running backs that have 100% of their team's red zone rushing. Do you want to guess them? There's four of them that have 100%. 100%. Um, I was going to say Melvin Gordon. Nope. It was fucking Brandon Oliver. God damn it. Um, then I will say C.J. Anderson. Nope. I'll just say <laughs> Bell, uh, Bell, Kareem Hunt, Jay Ajayi, and Foreman. Dante Foreman. Ooh, how does that make you feel, Dale? Uh, being a little more, 
Lamar Miller owner, it was a little surprising that I thought it was a a, a mistake at first. I was like, no, Lamar Miller has to have at least one rush inside the 20. But no, it's uh, been all forming. So, yeah, Miller is going to have the problem of not getting into the red zone. And if this trend continues, I'd be a little worried. Yeah, you should be worried as a Lamar Miller owner. Yeah, you definitely should be. Um, I guess we're moving on to wide receivers. Wait, wait, before we move on, we didn't really talk about Kareem Hunt, but is he, is he a sell high? Uh, I'm keeping him. And when we're talking about sell high, we're talking about selling him because we think his value will go lower. I think he, I think he's going to remain being a top, another top 10 back. I'm not selling him. If I have him, I'm not selling him. There's very little. He's been amazing. He's, Who are you going to trade him for? I mean, give me somebody right now that's going to give you equal value. You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, the guys that you, that guys I would be thinking of doing one for one would be uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, and if I own Melvin Gordon, I still wouldn't do that. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, if, if, these but guys, if I own Cream Hunt, I, would, I don't know if I would do that. It's like, what are you doing with Cream no, Hunt? I think you have to hold you're, on to you're him. You're holding on to him. I mean, even, okay, say if I have Cream Hunt, <laughs> even if somebody offered me Melvin Gordon, which I think Melvin Gordon is really good this year, and he has a chance to be at that number one running back this year. I'm thinking how much more value is Melvin Gordon going to give me than Hunt, honestly? And can Hunt be even better, Again, especially in PPR formats? It's possible. So, you know, I'm not – I'm uh, I'm keeping – I'm holding on to Hunt as tight as I can. Out of those four running backs, I have 100% of their team's red zone rushing. Only Hunt has scored, and he scored twice inside the red zone. So, oh, that's a good stat there. Yeah, thank you. Um, personally, I'm going to hold on to Kareem Hunt and let his – Valley rise. I don't see him finishing. I mean, he's been sensational. I think he's been amazing. And I think he's going to be a top 12 running back throughout his career. But right now I don't see him continuing this trend of being this amazing. Like he didn't beat out Spencer Ware in the preseason. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think you hold on to him and you just wait. And then you sell him when you can for like a Melvin Gordon, who we know is going to score and continue to score. Yeah. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is going to be, Pretty reliable this year. All right, let's go right into uh, let's go right into wide receivers here. We spend way too much talk, time talking about Melvin Gordon. I'm so sorry. Every, every episode you're on, we talk about Melvin Gordon for 20 minutes. All right, <laughs> wide receivers, wide receivers. Let's talk about Keenan Allen. <laughs> sorry. All right, uh, go ahead. Michael Crabtree right now, he's the best wide receiver in the league, mainly because of his three touchdowns week two. I don't. I think if you could sell Michael Crabtree right now, I would. Eat, if you could sell Michael Crabtree for Amari Cooper, I would do that in a heartbeat. I think, but I think you're buying a name deal with that. I think you still rather have Crabtree. No, I don't. You're buying a name, man. Just believe that. Uh, red zone. Let's, uh, red zone targets ahead, only one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six. Uh, six players have had at least four red zone targets. This year, Amari Cooper has four. Of, Amari Cooper has four. Dez leads the league with six red zone targets. Dale, Dale, but you told me, and I appreciate you said on this podcast, three of those happened in one drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, still, I mean, okay, yeah, I think Derek Carr did throw them three times in a row on the goal line, but that just shows you how much confidence Derek Carr has in his ability. He's big. He catch you know the fade route and all that stuff. So, um. Okay, well, I, I agree with you. If you can trade Crabtree now, go for it. I don't think his value is going to go any a, higher than it is at the moment. He's a sell high right now. 
He's not, but he is good. And if you if you're not relying on, I mean, he's your wide receiver too. Yeah, sure, hold on to him. But I, that's what he's going to be. He's not going to be the wide receiver one that he showed to be the first. Right, two weeks. and they have a really good schedule moving forward. The Raiders do for wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, he's a third running, uh, third wide receiver this year. He has a middle of the road schedule. Uh, really great first game. Second game was more pedestrian. It's going to be. That's some, what I told you. Yeah, it's going to. I think you sell him. You sell him. Sell him now. I think he could be better than what he has been so far. Well, he was amazing, and then he was mediocre. So, what do you think he's going to be? It's right in between. He has a pretty good schedule going forward, like you said. I, I mean, what do you, what would you trade him for? Where do you have him for the rest of the season? Like, is he, he's three? Do you see him finishing in top fifteen, top twenty four? Like, I, I see him around the twenty four range. Just that, that's where I have him for the rest of the season. Uh, he's a solid wide receiver two, with wide receiver one upside. So, like, 16? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think top 15, I'd feel comfortable saying that he's top 15. I mean, this guy, he's going to get the ball. I mean, he's going to rush. Don't forget, he can break out for a 60-yard rush attempt as well. And he got eight targets the first game, six targets the second game. Uh, Granted, he did have that touchdown in the first game and 133 yards. Last game, he only had 43 yards. Like I said, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think he's going to average somewhere between 80 and 100 yards average and score a touchdown every other game. Daily, that's like wide receiver one stuff you're talking so, about. Um, we're that's, talking about like eight touchdowns. Until, eight and, touchdowns for Antonio the year. Antonio Brown doesn't no. even do that. Eight touchdowns for the year is easy. Is is pretty easy for Tyreek Hill. Eight touchdowns? for That's amazing. You're out of your goddamn mind. He had six last year. Okay. You want to make an eat bet? I say over six. I bet you he he has a better season this year than he did last year. Okay, I'm saying he won't go over eight touchdowns. Say he won't go over seven and a half, and I'll take that bet. What is the difference? Because you're saying over eight. I'm saying he's going to have eight. So you say he he won't have nine or over. I won't. I don't think he'll have nine or over. Oh, I I don't either. How do we make this work for us, Dale? <laughs> We're not math people. We need Christian on the podcast. Either I don't. I, either way, I, I think that your expectations are a little ridiculous. I mean, that's wide receiver one. Like if AJ Green was producing that eighty yards and a hundred and a touchdown every other game, I think that's amazing. That he's wide receiver, you know, five to one throughout the season. Eight touchdowns. Hold on, I'll I'll tell you who had eight touchdowns last year. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just pull. It's not the eight, it's not the eight touchdowns that you're getting me. It's eighty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, okay. That's a, I mean, that's a lot to ask. Antonio Brown already has a forty-yard game. Like that's eighty yards. We have fourteen game. We have thirteen games left. That's a thousand yards more. So can he be a twelve? Can he be twelve hundred yard receiver with eight touchdowns? No, I, not in that offense. I don't think they. Maybe in that offense now. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's okay. That's your that's your that's your opinion. Char- Char- for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look. Uh, let's see. Kenny Stills had nine touchdowns last year. I understand that. I think he had four of them in one game. <laughs> four look. touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can move on. Okay, we, we can move on. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Let's just do a quick. I just want to say, uh, Tyree Kill or Crabtree? Tyree Kill by landslide. Okay. Tyree Kill or AJ Green? AJ Green. Way more upside there. AJ Green or Odell Beckham? AJ Green. 
I mean, I mean, sorry, I meant to say Tyreek Hill or Odell Beckham. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. I'm I'm getting lower and lower on Beckham. I don't believe in this offense. I don't think that the offense can even feed him as much as he needs, plus his health concerns. Uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper. Keenan Allen or, or Tyreek Hill? They're kind of like the same around the same. You're crazy. You take that back. <laughs> they're going to be about, I bet you they're going to be ranked pretty close at, by the end of the season. If I if I had Tyreek Hill, I don't think I would trade him for Keenan Allen. I don't know how much that would help my team trading him one for one. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins or Tyreek Hill? I think Hopkins has more upside here. Yeah, I kind of agree with half the things you said. <laughs> it's pretty normal. <laughs> it's like I think everybody that listens to our podcast ends up saying that in the episode. Yeah. Um, so the next guy we're going to talk about is Emmanuel Sanders. He has a middle of road schedule and he's currently the ninth wide receiver. Um, that's kind of what he does. Uh, he's had one okay game and then a sensational game. That's what he does every season. This, this uh, discussion goes directly to Trevor Simeon. Can, uh, can we expect Trevor Simeon to be a top five quarterback the rest of the year? And the answer is yes. That's very bold, but I'm not mad at you for saying that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just feel like that offense has been fucking good. They've played two home games. So, like I said, they're going on the road for the first time this season against Buffalo. This is the true test. If he looks good in Buffalo, I think he can keep it up. Look, what's good for Trevor Simeon is 200 yards. That defense. Yeah, 225 yards and one touchdown. And they win the game. That's that's who they need him to be. And if he gets an extra couple touchdowns, if if they're at the ten yard line and he throws, you know, a couple touchdowns, that's a bonus. But the Broncos just need him to be that zero interception guy as much as possible, taking care of the ball, like we mentioned before, run the ball hard, and the opportunities will open up. The better CJ Anderson does, the better Trevor Simeon's gonna be. Top five quarterback is very bold because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. We'll see. We'll see after this week how he does with Buffalo. Yeah, that's going across country. Um, yeah. Okay. Is it bold to say that I think the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl? No, no. I and mean, if their defense stands up and does what they've been doing, I mean, they've looked great. Yeah, it's, they have. It, I, is it bold? I mean, because they don't have a high powered offense. But but they do forty two points twenty four points that's that's not bad no. and they have Demarius Thomas Emmanuel Sanders uh, C J Anderson Jamal Charles backing him up uh, they just don't they Trevor Simeon just cannot make mistakes I mean yeah he needs he needs to be Peyton Manning yeah yep well except Peyton Manning made mistakes in the Super Bowl <laughs> all right uh, wait so what are we doing with Sanders I'm sorry we just went on a rant there <laughs> uh, do we buy high or do we sell high on Sanders? He's ranked ninth wide receiver. He probably won't stay if, nine. If you can get no, some, if no. you can get somebody like DeAndre Hopkins for Sanders, would you? Yes, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Sanders is going to finish. I would say borderline twenty-four this year. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's he's a good wide receiver too, and that's about it. And Demarius Thomas will be a little bit better than that by the end of the year, but nothing more. Yeah, I think. The problem with Demarius Thomas is he's more consistent with his numbers, and Sanders is a little like, Whoa, which is weird because he plays a slot. Right? Uh, are uh, you? Uh, would you trade Sanders for T.Y. Hilton? Am 
I the Sanders owner or the T.Y. Hilton You're the owner? Sanders owner. Yes, I would because I think once – I'm the playing the long game here. Yeah, for the upside, I'm playing yeah. the – yeah, the long game. I mean, if Andrew Luck comes back week five, you're going to have an amazing talent there. Yep. I'm holding on to T.Y. Hilton like no one else. Okay, we'll talk about him in a second. Sorry. The kind of bottom-of-the-barrel guys sell low – or, I'm sorry, buy low. This is a hard game to play. With people that don't really know how to talk. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're two of those guys. Put us on top of that list. <laughs> um, AJ Green. He's a 25th overall wide receiver right now. And doesn't have a horrible schedule. Doesn't have a bad schedule. Good schedule. Kind of middle of the road like we've been saying. Are you buying low on AJ Green? Can, if, can if you, you can. If you can, yeah. If someone's sitting there with Old Beckham, I think you do that swap, like you said, in a heartbeat. I, I think AJ Green's healthy. And he has a better quarterback. I know that's kind of bold. I think that's kind well, of bold. I, I, think, I, think, I think the Cincinnati Bengals offense is going to change. I don't know for better or worse. I'm not sure yet. But with the firing of their offensive coordinator last week, uh, yeah, A.J. Green has a chance. I mean, he can't get much worse, right? He's been consistent. Like He's gotten, what, 60 and 80 yards. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like He'll get his touchdowns. I know they're coming. Um, so I would just hold on to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, A.J. Green or... Okay, I'll, I'll keep throwing Hopkins in there because he's really interesting. AJ Green or Hopkins? Honestly, you're going to hate me for say, saying this, but I think they're a wash. Who I'd rather have? I'd rather I'd rather have I'd rather have AJ Green just because he has a better quarterback. But if you're going by targets and you know performance so far this season, they're a wash. Yeah. They're pretty much a wash. I, yeah, Hopkins has the touchdown, but if if Watson if what's his name wash. Watson. <laughs> if Watson is back there as a quarterback, he's going to get so many targets that he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver. Right. I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Right, right. Well, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins in red zone, DeAndre Hopkins is leading the league in red zone targets with 70. Uh, I'm sorry, leading the league in the percentage thrown to him in the red zone among his teammates. Hopkins is getting 75% of the throws to him inside the red zone. Yeah, I don't. I think DeAndre Hopkins is, a, if you, he's not on this list to talk about, but he's a buy low. Yeah. I, I, I traded him for Crowder and Jeremy Hill. And let me tell you, I'm fucking ecstatic. Yeah. There's only a couple guys that have more than 60% of their team's red zone targets. Alan Hearns is one of them. I know this isn't on our sheet here, Armando, but yeah. it's it was a kind of inter- interesting stat uh, that Hearns has the share in actually leading the league as far as percentage thrown from you know within his teammates. Well, well- well, if you go back two years ago, um, he was kind of terrible last year. But the year before that, he had like 14 touchdowns. So it's a little surprising. But if you look at the history a little more with Hearns, he is a beast in the red zone. Right. At least he was in the past. Right. I mean, if it's interesting to see. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that trend continues. And I am a, I am more of a Marquise Lee believer uh, because I think Marquise Lee will get the yards. But Alan Hearns can vulture some from Lee. And uh, and be that red zone threat. Anyways, I know I think it's bold, but I think they should. I think they're both wide receiver twos. That's bold because both of them play on the Jaguars. They're doing the wrong lot. I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, another guy that we might be selling low on. Uh, I guess I mean you call him low. He had a good first week, eh, second week. Um, he had a great first week if in the PPR, right. ten receptions yeah. and hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. Golden Tate, we're talking about right now. He's a twenty-six best wide receiver. 
Uh, I buy him. It, would, would you trade him to me, Dale? Uh, would you do Sanders for Tate one for one? This is a live trade for a league of record, by the way. I offered you Tate for Cooks. And I said, fuck you. <laughs> we're going to talk about Cooks in a second. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Really, Dale? That's such a fair trade. And you know how my love for Tate. I need I need something a little bit better from Tate. I have nothing else. I'm not, what do you, I'm not gonna give you Devontae Parker. I wouldn't do Devontae Parker for Tate straight up. No, because it's just the unknown and the un, the upside is so there with Devontae Parker. Yeah, but it, I'm ready. To, I'm, go ahead. You know, I was gonna say Jay Cutler really really likes Landry. <laughs> it's not just a fluke yeah. with Tannehill. I, no, I, the thing is, Landry's gonna get ten receptions for seventy yards, but Devontae Parker is gonna get. Four receptions for 120 yards. <laughs> Landry did lead his team and is a league leader in red zone targets among his teammates. 60% of the red zone targets go to Landry so far through that the, one game. The, the, I know it's one game. The red zone, the, the red zone goes all the way to the 20 yard line. So, sure. I don't know if how. I mean, it's just I, the opportunity. Guess, it's an opportunity. Uh, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Landry is consistently really good in the red zone. He's just not actually good at getting touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Michael Thomas? Yeah, Michael Thomas. He's a 28th best wide receiver. You're, I am I am buying the shit out of Michael Thomas. You had a couple, a couple yes. of bad games. The Saints offense will take off, and you want Michael Thomas on your team. Buy him at all costs. Oh, would, you take, uh, would you take Michael Thomas? A.J. Green. Any of the guys that Hopkins. we say sell high on. Crabtree, Tyreek Hill. Emmanuel Sanders sell every I would, single I, one of those for Michael I, Thomas. I would, I would, I would consider holding on to Tyree Kill over Michael Thomas. I'm not as high on Michael Thomas as you and Brito are. I think Michael Thomas is more of a wide receiver, a high end wide receiver too. I think he, I think he has top ten potential. Yes, I, that's why he's a high end wide receiver too. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. But yeah, if you can if you could trade Thomas for AJ Green, yes. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck to do with Michael Thomas. He was drafted way too high. People believed into him way too much. Buy him now. Buy him while you can. His price is going to right now. It's probably going to be the lowest that he's. It's going to be all season. If you can buy him for anything, I would for sure. Hey, uh, let me look something up real quick. Okay, uh, I will jump right into Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, he's the fortieth best wide receiver. I mention him because he has a great schedule for the rest of the season for wide receivers. Carolina hasn't been the offensive dominator <laughs> at all. They haven't done anything on offense. Cam Newton has been horrible. If you watch Cam Newton, you could tell that, I mean, he just he looks like he doesn't know how to throw half the time. Uh, so I don't know what to do about Benjamin. I really liked him preseason. He, is, yeah. is he a buy low? Yes, he is, but... I don't. I don't think that you're. I think people want him to be yeah. a wide receiver one because he has Cam Newton. But Cam Newton has been bad for two years, almost two years now, going into year two now. Yeah. So I don't know. I, he has a great schedule. I think. I personally think he's a buy low. If you can trade him for, if you have JJ Nelson and someone will do JJ Nelson for Benjamin, I'd rather have Benjamin. JJ Nelson is currently top two right. among wide receivers. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So yeah. So going into that, if you if you someone does curse for him, who's top ten right now, yeah. that's someone to consider. Um. 
if you could do stuff like that, that's how you would get Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, but if you own them, if you own them, don't trade them. Uh, let's see. I'm looking down the list here. Marvin Jones has had a couple decent games. He had a couple touchdowns. Are you, we he had one reception for a touchdown <laughs> last, last night. I mean, that's a sell high, right? They, I, I he's guess, on our, yeah. He's on our list. But if you could sell Marvin Jones, that's kind of yeah, fluky. Get him off your, yeah. get him off your team. Yeah. Last last year, he had, what, three amazing games? He started off so hot. Ro- yeah. He was horrible yeah. after those three games. Tate turned it on, and it was game yeah. over. Same, same deal this year, you think? You think Tate's just going to take over and everybody else is going to be left in the dust including I think it's going to I think it's going to be more of a a steady uh Ebron Tate connection and Theo Riddick's going to eventually turn on cuz Abdullah everyone say I know we didn't talk about Abdullah earlier but Abdullah they said he had a good game last night it was one run for 24 yeah. yards that saved him he, he was bad he, his career he rushed for his career high 86 yards yeah <laughs> I, I'm not on I was never on Abdullah trade I don't think anyone should be if you have him get rid of him He's what he is. Yeah, we he is show. Yeah, I I'll give him another couple of games before I totally give up on him. But I'm leaning that direction now. I have one foot off the train. Yep, I jumped. <laughs> uh, some of the other guys that we want to talk about: uh, T.Y. Hilton. We kind of we already talked about him. We're buying low for sure. Right now is the time to buy him. If someone does not know what they're doing in fantasy football, he this is the perfect time to sneak in there. Even with Jacoby Brisket out there, I just want to throw that out there again. <laughs> His schedule is pretty bad moving forward, though, so I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> by low. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks, he hasn't shown a ton, but we're buying low on him as well. Is that or is that your uh, is that your analysis? So I, I I feel like he's a it's a little more complicated with Brandon Cooks because. If, for some reason, I hate watching the Patriots, but I've watched way too much Patriots so far this season. And he's just not involved as much as someone like Hopkins or Green or Aldo Beckham. Like, he's just not involved in the game. And that's what makes me nervous about Aldo Beckham. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Would you? So, yeah, he, he was drafted as a top 12 guy, but go ahead. What was the question? Uh, Golden Tate and Rex Burkhead for Brandon Cooks. You're asking me that? You think I'm stupid, Dale? <laughs> Look, I ha- I own Brandon Cooks in this league. You're benching him, I you think- said. Yeah, I'm benching him. I don't. I I think the Patriots are the most. This is why I want to say it. the Patriots are really interesting in the way they conduct their offense. <laughs> they just continue continue to morph. You know what I'm saying? Like Hogan rushed the ball and didn't catch the ball week one, and then he ran and then he caught the ball for 100 yards the next week. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like Cooks. Yes, Cooks is a buy is a buy low. But as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, he's a sell high. Does that make sense? People want to believe he's Randy Moss. Right. So you just got to let people, as soon as that game happens, it's a time to sell him. Okay. Does that make sense what I tried to say? Yeah, I understand. He's low right now. You're not selling him. You're going to sell him when his price skyrockets. Exactly. It's just one game away. It literally is. It could be any game. He was tackled inside the five-yard line twice last game. Yeah. All right. Uh so we talked a little bit about wide receivers. I just do want to mention that Jesse James leads all receivers on the Steelers with three red zone targets. I know it's after two games, it's hard to kind of talk about all that stuff, but um, yeah, he has three red zone targets. I really like Jesse James, huge target. If you can get him as a streamer, definitely play him in good matchups. I like Jesse James a lot this season. 
That's that's a good deal. You liked them last year too. Yeah. But now look, it takes it takes a year just to get going, you know? All right, let's talk about quarterbacks really quick and then we'll end the episode. I totally forgot about quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh well, because the guys I'm gonna mention are not very sexy. Uh Alex Smith, Trevor Simeon, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. Um Smith is a sell high. Simeon is I just hold on to him. I do. I don't know what he is. I think he's the second year as a starter. I think you hold on to him. Wentz, second year starter. I think you hold on to him. Brady. What do you think about Brady? Yeah, you're keep. You're you're not buying or selling. You're keeping him. I don't like Brady, and I think that he's not going to have a good season. He's had an amazing season so far. Yeah, but he does this every year. He goes, you know, what seven, eight games, great, and then the playoffs come around, and he destroys your chances at winning because he becomes a mediocre quarterback in the fantasy football playoffs. Sure, he turns it on the Super Bowl, but in our, when it matters to me, he's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. If you can get Tom Brady for an elite running back or elite receiver and you feel good yes. about your backup, if you have Phillip Rivers or... Uh, or Simeon and Wentz. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm okay with streaming if you can get one of those elite guys if you can get somebody like Todd Gurley man this is a kind of this is going to be debatable and i don't know if i'm right or wrong on this issue i think i think if you have any elite quarterback besides honestly i think Aaron Rodgers i think you sell them and you get yourself you fix the rest of your roster people are going to hate in us a for non, this but i kind of agree in a, in a non in a non keeper league that's what i'm saying yeah i they're all not i mean Simeon is a great streamer smith is a great streamer went and they're all in the top 3 Rivers, like you said, Stafford. I drafted Stafford in the, as my last pick, and he's been sensational for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you can, man, people are really going to be mad that we're saying this. They're really going to disagree. But yeah, if if you can get Gurley, Tom. Uh, no, I'm not going to say Tom Gurley. Gurley. Yeah, I, I would. I would it, look if you need a running back. If someone's willing to do Ty Montgomery for Tom Brady, yeah, you do that. I'm sorry, I don't think that's that's crazy to say. You can get someone to produce like Tom Brady against the right matchup. If he's playing against Cleveland, New Orleans, Atlanta, yeah, the Jets, yeah, there's just four quarterbacks you can look at and pick them up and start them. Yeah, They're not crazy. It's not. It's not crazy. And I, I, I agree with you. I'm just. I'm really reluctant to what everybody else is going to think about us now. I don't <laughs> think they like us, anyways. All right. Uh, how about the bots? How about this? Sorry. How about the sell or buy? By low guys, Cam Newton has a great schedule for quarterbacks coming up for the rest of the season. Russell Wilson has a really bad schedule for the rest of the season. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a really good schedule. He's done horrible. And Dan, Andy Dalton, he's probably the worst quarterback in the league right now as far as fantasy points. He's actually ranked 31. Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy Dalton has had four fantasy points all season. He had neg- negative bad. four the first game and eight the second. So um, are you buying low on any of these guys? Cousins? So I'm just going to give you, give, you, give you my quick my quick things. Newton is not – I think you buy Newton now. Wilson always starts off slow. So if you're buying Newton Wilson now, you are going to expect three or four more games of him being subpar. And then eventually he'll turn it on because he'll figure something out. And, you know, he'll be great. That's what he does every fucking year. He, the Seattle Seahawks always start off slow. And like you said, Cousins, 
Um, I think he starts off slower than Wilson and eventually turns it on. So I think all these guys are by lows except Dalton. I think Dalton is just a mediocre guy who shouldn't be owned unless in a two quarterback league. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm intrigued by what's going to happen to Cincinnati with the changes at the offensive coaches, at offensive coordinator can position. It only go up, Dale. It can only yeah, go up. Right? He, I mean, well, he could be. He could move down a spot and be the worst quarterback in the league. But I guess then you got AJ McCarron. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we're looking at. Uh, I agree. Newton is a great buy low. I think he'll eventually get going. And man, he's just looked really bad, but he has a really good schedule coming up. Again, if you could buy low on him and keep him on your bench and stream him until he actually starts doing great week to week, that's wonderful. I don't know if you'll be able to do that, but man, the bad couple of bad games, somebody might uh somebody might just buy say it. Somebody might just buy low. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at you. I'm sorry. Uh, and then again, Wilson. I'm not buying him. I'm not buying him. Even buying him low. That really? That offense has problems, man. I don't know what. I don't know but, what's worse. But we, but we say this every year. You know that, right? Last year we said the same thing, and then eventually he got it going for like a five game streak, and he was you know a top ten talent again, and then he finished in the top fifteen. You know, right? I mean, last year the way he finished, he he did actually finish pretty well last year by week say week 10 and on week eight week nine i'm sorry week nine he really turned it up but when's their bye week i'm sorry i don't mean to throw that guy no out. uh this year uh, i don't have his bye handy i'm not sure sorry that's when he's gonna as soon as his bye week comes up he's like Okay, week six. So he plays the Giants week seven, then he goes to Houston. Holy shit, that's a tough schedule to come <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, it's from. really bad. His whole for the rest of the year. I mean, it's just bad. I'm out of, out of all we, these guys: Newton, Wilson, Cousins, Dalton. I'm buying Cousins out of all these guys. I'm buying Newton. I just because he could run. Yeah. Yep. Um, wait, we didn't really talk about Doug Baldwin, but um, I don't think he's been very good this year either. What can you say that again? Because you were fading in and out. Sorry, I was typing in how bad I was looking up how bad Doug Baldwin was. Yeah, he's been pretty mediocre at best. He's ranked forty five. He's was drafted as a top twelve talent. Um, are you buying I mean, no, I, I'm I mean, guessing you are not buying into Doug Baldwin no, at all. No, it's it's the same deal with Wilson. I mean, he's only gonna be as good as Wilson is. Yeah. I agree. I think yeah, it's sad to say. But a lot of top twelve wide receivers are just not performing so far. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun, man. That was a good podcast. I think it was great. I think people at the end of this episode, I think when people are listening to it in their cars, they're going to give us like a slow, like a clap, you know, like. Yeah, I think so, too. I can hear these it. Guys are like, these guys are on their shit. I, I, th- I hear it, Tommy. Keep 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 clapping, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. You too, Tony. Uh, Freddie. And Timmy and Jimmy and Phil. Phil's not listening. One of the, there's a Phil. Phil, if you're listening. Tweet at us. I guarantee you know. You, you, I know Phil's listening. Phil is definitely not listening. I can tell you that. Right Till there, there, we have at least five Phils that listen to our podcast. We do have, and, and I'm white, and <laughs> my name is Dale. I understand that, but we have a lot of really white names. Like when I'm looking through the list of like people that sent us information or whatever, like for the draft kit, I'm typing in their first names, and there's a lot of Steves, Adams, William, uh, Todd. <laughs> there's like I think. A lot of our audience is very white. 
Um, but then, you know, we, we have some diversity in there, but a lot of people have really white names. And they, hey, maybe, Considering maybe that we're a very diverse podcast. <laughs> actually, this podcast is uh, like literally only 33% white. Yeah. Oh, man, we just lost all our white listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 33% white. Uh, we're, what, 60% Cuban or something, right? I'm yeah, not going to go into this math. We'll, let, okay. we'll give that to Brito. 45% white uh, Cuban. You're, is, is Brito all Cuban? I think so. Both, yeah, both of his parents are Cuban. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. Rest in peace, Puerto Rico. I'm praying for you. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be bad over there again, isn't it? It's going to be really bad. Yeah, Irma, and then this one. Get the hell out of there. Uh huh. I did. Um, so, before we move on, before we end the podcast, I just want to throw this out there: if Darkwa or Alex Collins are available on your waiver wire in the morning after waivers have cleared, pick them up off free agency. Because um, Perkins has been atrocious, and it's. Whoever is the wide running back two in Baltimore has value, and it's going to be Alex Collins. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. Just give you guys a chance. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are most active on Twitter and most accessible. If you have any questions to reach us on Twitter. Uh, we also have a new email address, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. And uh, you can listen to us on Anchor. We drop little like mini pods on Anchor throughout the week so you can check that out it's an app if you're not familiar with it and uh, anything else Armando no I think uh, you covered it I think we did I think we're after you know another episode we're going to be elite yeah 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 we are definitely the buy low you're definitely buying us at a good price right now if you're listening we're talking to you draft (laughs) Uh, for Armando (laughs) you ruin it every time For Armando, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, Uh eat, sleep, fantasy.